Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And if you guys are new here, Busy Blooming is not just a podcast. We also have an Instagram and a TikTok, both at Busy Blooming with two Gs. We have a Facebook group that you guys can go join. We have a LinkedIn. We have a website with some free resources for you guys. And we also have merch. So check us out, all the places. Yeah. Can't be stopped. <laughs> we cannot be stopped. <laughs> How was your week? My week was good. Okay. But it was very busy. Work has been so busy this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but like I have just not had a second to like even breathe. I literally have gone to bed at like nine <laughs> o'clock every single night because I'm every night I get home, I'm just like literally dead. But that's good, you know, because the days have been flying by. Yeah. Um, I have watched like a lot of TV though because that's, oh, that's literally good. all I can do because my brain is like literally dead. I'm like, <laughs> I need something to just like let my brain melt away while I watch. So I started watching, well, of course, a new season of Euphoria. Right. And Terrifying. I started watching The Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it good? It's so good. Really? I feel like you would really like it. Okay. Is it on Netflix? It's on Crave. Because it's like an HBO show. Okay. And then I also started watching this show on Disney Plus called A Teacher. Have you ever heard of it? No. Do you know – I forget the guy's name, but have you ever seen Love, Simon? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, the main guy from that movie is in this TV show, and it's about, like, this teacher who has an affair with her student – Okay. And it's like very scandalous. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There's only like eight episodes, I think. Like it's really short and they're only like 30 minutes long. Hmm. But it's very good. And I also started the new season of Cheer. Oh my God. You were just like, like popping three episodes off. in. No, all I'm telling you, all I've done is watch TV. <laughs> like because I'm so tired. That's all that I can do. I feel like I just don't appreciate the fact that you are in the office every single day, like for months now. Like that is mind blowing to me. I can't even imagine working in an office like how are you doing it I don't know I'm just doing it like (laughs) it's so it's not even the fact that I'm going into the office I don't think that's making me tired it's just I've been so busy with work like there's just so much going on and I've started doing like a bunch of new things in my role so it's just like yeah I'm a busy gal you're just busy booked and busy Meetings, meetings, meetings. and busy. Busy blooming. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) And talk. I'm busy blooming. Well, good for you. You know, go in the office every day. It's Friday night again. We're sitting in our rooms, popping off. I have my big blanket hoodie on. (laughs) I'm just thriving. Yeah. We've peaked yet again this week. (laughs) No, literally. What about you? How was your week? Okay. I've had a way better week this week. Um, Yay. Yeah, if you guys listened last week, I was unwell in the depths of a dark place. And this <laughs> week I have crawled out of it. And we love I, to see that. Yeah, I'm feeling this is the first week of 2022. I'm feeling it's literally been two weeks, but um, I'm feeling so organized and like Good. just on top of it. I got it together. I had my notion all organized this week. I'm just feeling very organized and excited and in a good mood, probably because Storm came back on Monday. Um, oh, he's back now? Yeah. Yeah, he came back um, from Sweden on Monday. He landed in the blizzard. 
So oh, um really grateful I was not on that plane. Like I cannot express enough gratitude because it sounded so terrifying. That'd be so scary. So yeah, anyways, he's back now. So that's good. I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Yes. I have seen <laughs> that you were mm-hmm. not a fan. I read another book this week. Like I'm on You read my... two? No, I'm like I'm on my fifth book already of the year. Okay. What the heck? <laughs> I'm really failing. I know. Like I read two books last week. But what the heck? I know. I don't know why I'm reading so much. I think I'm just really <laughs> trying to be off my phone. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I think I'm gonna start on Friday nights like deleting TikTok and Instagram and re-uploading them on or re-downloading them on Monday because like really? Yeah, I'm gonna delete them tonight. I I cannot get off of them. Like I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like something's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to delete them for the weekends because, like, I'm unhinged. Like, I was on TikTok for, like, 15 hours last week. Oh, my God. I feel like I have barely been on TikTok. Like, I guess I post multiple times a day as well. But honestly, that's, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I feel like people always say that. They're like, well, I'm I'm on there posting. But it's like, that takes, like, a minute. It takes, (laughs) like, 10 seconds. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But I read Ugly Love. And, um... I just want to really take back all the things I said about normal people. Like, you know, mm, normal people really interesting. <laughs> it really is not bad. Like, <laughs> ugly love. Have you read it? No. Oh my god, you almost like need to read it to experience it. And I posted about it, and I got one of two DMs. Like, either people are saying I'm crazy, like this is the best book they've ever read, or people say it's horrible. It's the worst book. Like no one was in between. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I almost want to read it. You should see what I think about it. Yeah, it's it's like like I felt like embarrassed <laughs> like reading it. Oh my I'm god. Like, if someone saw what I was reading. It's like this is the writing. Okay, so say I'm not gonna spoil anything, but say for example, I'm like the point of view of the guy. He's like, I see Rachel. Rachel sees me. I say, say ox, Rachel. Rachel says ox. Ox is my favorite word now. Like, what? and I'm, that's literally a passage from the book. What? It's so crazy. Like, to, it's it's a surreal experience to read that book. <laughs> oh, God. The Maybe writing I'll style Maybe I'll take is one like, for the team. You should. Please report back because, okay. um, but I do feel very validated. Like, people were, like, saying it was horrible. That's weird because people, like, love Colleen Hoover I actually like Colleen Hoover I read it ends with us and have you read that book yeah yeah like her writing style is definitely a little cheesy yeah but like it ends with us with such a good story it didn't really so good yeah yeah like it didn't bug me this one just didn't have like the story I guess right but I'm halfway through her new book that came out oh yeah how is that I want to read it really good Okay, I'm oh, gonna yeah. read it. I think this writing style is actually like, like way better than her normal one, in my opinion. Like it's really, really? good. Mm-hmm. Is it better than it. it ends with us so far? Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. The writing. The writing's better. Oh my god. Um, tea. Yeah, and it's it's like ninety nine cents or no, I think it was free on the Kindle. Maybe next week I'll finally have read my first book. Yeah, yeah. You should read Ugly Love. <laughs> okay. Back. Like I'm not gonna promise anything because no. like knowing me yeah I probably won't but maybe you know maybe yeah. I'll do it <laughs> you never know um, yeah you never know actually I wouldn't recommend that one as your first one 2022 because you might just never want to read again that's kind of how I felt okay well I have to read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo yeah you do I've had it sitting on my shelf for like months and months 
and I know I'm gonna like it I just I haven't been in the reading mood you know Read it. like I've just been tired like my eyes are tired I don't want to focus on a book I don't want to stimulate my brain I just want to like be mush. You have to be in the mood. You have to do what you want to do. And this week was not the week to read for you. And that's okay. Totally. Yeah. Well, today we have a very exciting guest on the podcast. We have Jenna Pavlik. She used to work corporate at TikTok and now she has turned into a full-time TikToker. She has a podcast and she also just has so much great advice and so much good stuff to say about post-grad life, comparison, dealing with online hate, when to quit your nine-to-five job, and just so many things all about post-grad, living life in our 20s. And I can't wait for you guys to get into it. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to the interview with Jenna and let's get into it. Okay, so we're here with Jenna on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. We were just having a little chit chat before we started recording. I was saying how fun it is to be on the other side of podcasts every once in a while. It's a good little refresh. Yeah, I feel like it's fun, but it's also so scary because you can't like control it, which maybe is a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. It is. I think Honestly, when you're the guest, I think time goes by a lot faster because you're not thinking about what's next. And like mm-hmm. the host is obviously guiding it. Um, yeah. Whereas with I'm when I do an episode with somebody, I kind of think in the back of my head, like, oh gosh, what's our time at? We're at like an hour right now. How do we wrap it up? Or we're only at 20 minutes. Gosh, how do we drag this out a little bit longer? So yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been kind of looking forward to this for a little while ever since we connected. Yeah, I'm excited too. I was saying as well, I think fun on weekdays is so similar to busy blooming. And I, I think post-grad life and being in your 20s and quitting your job and all those things are, is just so you and you're so open about it and your content, which is I think why wow, you just hit 400K, which is so <laughs> exciting. Congrats again. Yeah, thank you so much. I just actually last week, or no, 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 not last week, today, I just released an episode that's literally all about navigating post-grad life. So I feel like there's literally such good synergy here. Yeah, everyone go listen. I I was just listening to it before this. It's so good. And it's just like so (laughs) on point. And I want to dive into more of that too, of what you said. And we'll link it down below so everyone can listen. Um, Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, before we jump in, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, just so we can get to know you. Sure. So every time I do one of these intros, I just never really know what to say. So I guess my name is Jenna Palick. A lot of people say Palick. I'm confirming right now it's Palick. Um, I'm 24. I am from a little town called Painesville, Ohio. It's east of Cleveland. And I went to college at Kent State University for fashion merchandising. Um, I had some really cool opportunities in college to work for some awesome designers. And after college, um, I really wanted to move to Austin, Texas. And I came across this job posting for TikTok right in the middle of a pandemic. And I wasn't really sure how to get their attention. So just kind of impulsively made a TikTok resume about why they should hire me, Um, ended up getting their attention and got the job. Uh, I moved to Austin, Texas in July of 2020. And I worked at TikTok in advertising for an entire year. I did go to school for fashion. So it was definitely a little bit different than I had anticipated. And after a year, I kind of decided that I was ready for a change in my life. And I quit my job at the beginning of September. And since then, I have been doing social media full time. And I have a podcast now. The podcast I kind of started in the spring, summertime. It's just really been taking up a lot of my time. And I've been trying to 
incorporate some more like events and stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, but yeah, I live in Austin. I'm a Libra in case anybody <laughs> wants to know my horoscope <laughs> has to do a lot with my indecisiveness and um, impulsiveness. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want me to add? No, that's perfect. I was going to say too, when you were saying all these things like the resume and then going to your job and quitting, one thing mm-hmm. that's so cool about your content and I think social in general is we actually, I feel like done it all with you too, which yeah. is, and like, you're so open. So good for you for like being so candid about everything. Cause I think it's been so fun. I know for me, like to watch along and kind of feel a part of it. Yeah. Thank you. I, it all started like May uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, sorry, going all the way back to April. Um, that's when I made the TikTok resume. And prior to that, I didn't have a following on TikTok at all. So it was truly just one of those moments where like that video blew up and that's what helped kind of like people were just really interested and wanted to follow the whole story. And then from there, when I got the job, I was kind of going through the whole interviewing process. And if you look back at some of my older videos, it's really interesting to see like how much I've grown as a person, just how much more comfortable I am on that, on yeah. TikTok. I guess maybe how much more I overshare now <laughs> was a little bit more professional and geared towards like networking and stuff. Um, but then I kind of realized that people just wanted relatable everyday stuff. And so, yeah, just along that journey, moving to Austin, having people help me decorate my apartment. Yeah. I was going on dates when I first moved here. I was meeting new friends. And so I think it's cool. I, I feel like I have a lot of kind of internet friends who know a lot about me, who have watched me through this entire like past two years of my life. I love what you were saying. I think it was a TikTok you posted recently about being so like relatable and how that was a big fear you had. And I would love to jump into like your post-grad life. And so taking a step back, when you graduated college, Mm -hmm. like thinking about what you do now and where you are now, what would do you think your reaction would be like did you kind of always want to go in this trajectory or like how is that whole experience no so I have 845 drafts on my TikTok account and the other day I was going through them and I found a video of me in March of this past year maybe even April of this past year 2021 and I was replying to somebody's con uh, comment about would you ever do like content full-time and I said in the video flat out I was like no absolutely not I would oh, never no do that like that's just not the kind of person I am and so I think even just to look at what I'm doing now six months ago I I still don't think that I would uh, foresee this for myself but I mean after I graduated college I just kind of had it in my head that I wanted to move to a new city I had grown up in Ohio um, a lot of my family and friends kind of like stayed there and I just wanted to do something different And during college, I interned here in Austin and I just loved the person that I was. I felt like Mm -hmm. I could recreate who I wanted to be without anybody's prior opinions about me, if that makes sense, especially growing up in a small town, like you can grow as a person, but it's really hard for people who know you, who have grown up with you to change their perspective about you. And so I think that's one of the greatest things about moving to a new city. And when I graduated college, I just had it in my mind, like I'm going to start a job right away. And when quarantine happened, like COVID was horrible as I was graduating college, I was a little bit discouraged because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And then eventually I got the job at TikTok. um, And I had two months at home in between graduating college until I I moved here and I started the job. But looking back, I wish I would have appreciated that time a little bit more because I just jumped right into a job. And I feel like I was, I talk about this in the podcast that just came out today, but it's really easy for other people to look at me and be like, oh my God, she's doing so well. She's so successful. She's working at this like really great company. But in my mind, like I didn't like my job. 
it wasn't what I actually wanted to do. It was a really cool company and I felt really guilty about not loving it. But I was also jealous of my friends that were staying at home who were living with their parents and saving money and they were all getting to hang out. And they're all kind of just like appreciating this moment of life. Whereas I just up and at it and like, I didn't really have time to just slow down and think about it. So I I do think that like post-grad life is, I mean, it's really chaotic and everybody's experience is just completely different. And that was mine. So looking back on this past year and starting a job, no, I would have never, ever thought that I would have quit TikTok to essentially do TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Postcard life is so, there's just so much going on in our brains because you're almost frozen by opportunity, which is like, again, a very like grateful, amazing place to be. But on the other hand, there's just like so many versions of life you can create like you said, like there's people who went home and like enjoyed that. And I did the same thing as you, like I went right into a corporate job, but then I'm sure people, like you said, look at me and look at you and other people who went into jobs and like, oh, that's so cool. And so I think that's just so tricky, like to make decisions. That's what I always found was so hard is like, how do I choose what to do? Mm -hmm. How do you like navigate decision-making post-grad? Yeah, I think more so now it's more important about like how I feel about myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that growing up, I made a lot, a lot of decisions based on what I wanted people to think of me. So like I would get these really cool jobs and I would do all of these like great, impressive internships and stuff. And on paper, like I looked really cool, but I realized that I didn't actually like myself. I just wanted people to think that I was like impressive and successful. Mm-hmm. And then when I was working at TikTok, I really think that that was kind of my like, uh, epiphany, I guess, if, mm-hmm. if that's the right word, which was like, yeah, people, I mean, I talk about this job nonstop, like, it's so cool. It's a great company. And people think that I have this great life. But realistically, I just wasn't happy at all. And then I ultimately made that decision, like, this isn't fulfilling me. And so obviously, people are going to have different opinions when I quit this job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just needed to do like what was best for myself. And ever since I've done that, I've just kind of like, leaned in that direction, just kind of go with my gut. And I am a very impulsive person. So if I have something that I'm like super passionate about, oftentimes I'll just run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would definitely say I look within now. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard to not care what people think when making decisions Mm -hmm. because I can totally relate. I remember I got this like job at one of the big four firms. I was like, I can't wait to post on LinkedIn. People are going to think I'm so cool and like so great, even though literally no one cares, but right. Yeah. Even though it's a positive thing, like you're, you're still making a decision because you think people are going to think positively about you. And it's really tricky. Like, especially post-grad, I would love to chat about your role at TikTok. I mean, as much as you feel comfortable, as much as you want to. So you were a brand development manager. Like, could you take us Mm -hmm. through what that was like? So when I started at TikTok, I was one of like the first 12 people in this role in the entire company. And I'm not entirely sure how many people they have in the role right now, but our Austin office was brand new. So we were working from home and I had just started this role in advertising. So essentially I worked in the mid market. So if you think about advertisements that you see on TikTok that are actual sponsored posts, it's not just coming from like a creator who's doing, you know, a video, but it's something that's put into your feed. I was on the back end of that. So I would manage fashion accounts that were mid-market. So I'm not going to be handling like ASOS or American Eagle or some of those like giant corporate brands that have huge, huge budgets. I was kind of like that middle ground where it's not just like a little boutique in 
North Carolina, mm-hmm. but it's it's someone maybe like like Princess Polly, for example, right. maybe um, kind of those like middle ground accounts. So essentially what I would do, and before I got the job, I thought that I was going to be on the more creative side, which would be like helping them come up with campaign ideas, um, coming up with the creative concepts, coming up with the actual videos that they would then use as their ads. But realistically, when I started the job, it was a lot more logistics mm-hmm. and it was a lot more backend stuff than I had expected. And that wasn't anything that I knew anything about. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. what a CPM was or uh, ROI, like ROAS, honestly, even at this point, I don't even know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and so it was really, really difficult for me to kind of take that mindset of my expectations of what I thought this job was going to be and then shift it into what it truly was. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so for the first six months, I was in a sales position and we kind of went through this rotation um, of for six months, I was selling. So basically I would reach out to brands and I'd be like, hey, I saw this video blew up of your brand you guys aren't advertising on TikTok yet. You don't even have a TikTok account. Like, let me help you um, tell you why you should run ads on TikTok and how mm. that can help you, you know, get more revenue or or more engagement or whatever that may be. And so I was basically just doing like sales pitch calls all day. And I loved that part. Like I you did. Okay. That. that is actually my worst nightmare is calling really? people. So you enjoyed that. Okay. I feel like you're the only person I know who would say that. Well, I love just talking to people. And I think for me, that was an opportunity for me to just network with a ton of brands, especially because Mm -hmm. I was working with fashion industry. So a lot of these brands I was working with were people that like I had applied to work for their company and now I'm like their rep. Um, So it was really interesting. And I did meet a lot of really cool people that I've stayed in touch with brands that now like support me as a creator, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then for this, for the other half, I was on the account management side. So essentially, once we had the salesperson sell them into why they should use TikTok, why they should run ads, then we get into like the nitty gritty of actually building the campaigns. And this was a lot more, I don't even know the words, like targeting, budgeting, all of that type of stuff, like the statistics around it, it wasn't the actual building of the creatives. So they would come to us, they would have the videos already created. And then I would be like, okay, you should put X amount of money into this campaign for X amount of days. And this should be like your goal with your targeting. So at the end of it, I, I was pretty good at it. Um, I wasn't great at it, but I think what I was great at was just people trusted me because I also was a creator. And so I could give them insight from that. And that's really what I enjoyed about it. But yeah, the role itself, I mean, it was a great role right out of college. Great company. I learned a lot about myself and also just about like the professional work field. I mean, there were so many amazing people there and the company culture was awesome. I wish that I hadn't been working from home just so I got a taste Mm -hmm. of like working in a corporate office. It was great. It just, it wasn't what I saw myself doing long-term. And I think one of the worst, or I don't know, worst, like scariest parts about post-grad is when you go into a situation that you think you're going to love and then it's not what you thought. Like that feeling (laughs) is so confusing. And I I love you said in a recent, I I can't remember if it was a podcast or TikTok um about quitting things like when to know to quit something like you shouldn't just quit something because of x and so mm-hmm. could you chat a little bit about that like your opinion on being in a situation it's not really for you but how to navigate like what to do with that I think for me 
I knew for a long time that I didn't like my job at TikTok. I, I didn't love what I was doing from nine to five. I was sitting in my room. I would take naps in between calls. I just like, wasn't <laughs> productive, but I think I had the mindset of like, okay, I don't like what I'm doing the, during the day, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy what I'm doing at night. Mm-hmm. And that's literally when I came up with like, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life, even if I don't enjoy this job right now, but it's not the right time for me to quit. So that's where fun on weekdays, like literally came from was trying to make the most out of the situation I was in. And I think for me, I finally knew it was time for me to quit when I was just so overwhelmed with too many things going on at once that I finally had to make a decision and like put myself and my gut instinct first, Mm -hmm. because at that time I had the podcast, I was doing the nine to five. And I also was doing full-time like content stuff and a lot of brand partnerships. And I felt like I was just spreading myself way too thin that I no longer had that social life that was actually keeping me sane. Mm -hmm. And so it got to a point where I just thought about what do I see for my future and what aligns and how can I like make an active step to get closer to that. And ultimately I just decided that I needed to quit my job, which was really, really scary. I think I contemplated it for quite some time. I mean, I talked to people that are close to me about it who had been in similar situations and they gave me really great insight. And I think honestly, just being open with my managers too. I mean, they knew for a little bit that I wasn't like loving my position and I Mm -hmm. didn't feel like I was being used as the asset that I knew I could have been in the company. And so they also had an understanding of like, Jenna, if you're not happy here, we will still love you and support you regardless. And I think to me, that's like what I needed to hear was that it was okay if I did it. Mm -hmm. And that's like a really big decision, like quitting a a job. Cause, and I mean, looking back now at kind of where you were right when you graduated and going through the job at TikTok, I mean, is there anything you wish you could have told yourself or anything you wish you could have done differently? I wish I would have tried a little bit harder and that's, okay. <laughs> it kind of sounds bad, but I okay. truly like when I was at that job, I was hired for a specific reason and I did what I was asked. And like, that was pretty much it. I don't know. I guess the one thing that I would change was like, don't put so much pressure on this job because if you don't like right. it, there's, you can always get another job. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get another job, then you can do something else that you can make money in a different way. But like, I put a lot of my <laughs> mental stress towards this job. Um, and it took away from like me actually enjoying my life. And then it got to that point where I was like, I need to put myself first. And that's, like I said, where I kind of shifted my mindset of I'm going to go out after I work, I'm going to go do something alone. I'm going to go do something for myself because I spent my entire day doing something for other people. Yeah. I don't know. I think we just have to be confident in knowing at the time with all the information we had, we always do what we think is right. And so we can Mm -hmm. never you know, really go back and want to change things like you said, because now if you had changed something, like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't be where you are now. I think you posted this TikTok where you were saying, if I posted everything I'm doing all day for a company, it would be like so relatable, but because it's for me, it's not. Mm -hmm. Could you chat a little bit about that and your perspective on quitting and like being relatable and all that stuff? When I started the podcast, I made this video and it was kind of like a little 60 second trailer. And I talked about, we're all going to work nine to five the rest of our life. 
but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy the other time that you have. And when I posted that video, it definitely reached an audience of people that didn't know me, didn't know my background, but they were drawn to the idea of fun on weekdays. They weren't drawn to the idea of me as a person being like somebody that is relatable to them. They were relating to the nine to five portion of it. And so when I started the podcast, a lot of people had thought that like the whole entire thing was going to be about here are ideas to do on Monday night after your nine to five. And it was truly like never about that. It was just a line that I said, and I didn't think of the weight that it would carry. And so when I was thinking about quitting my job, one of the, like, honestly, the biggest thing in the back of my mind was, oh, but my whole thing is about working a nine to five. Like people aren't going to relate to that. People are going to think that I'm just like another quote unquote influencer. And I feel like that'll be really off-putting to people. And then once I started talking to people around me, they were like, but the whole point of you starting the podcast wasn't for you to like work a nine to five. Like people look at you as an inspiration, like motivation for them to want to do the things that like you are doing. I was honestly like really upset when I had announced that I was quitting my job and I got that exact backlash that I was already Mm -hmm. expecting was that people are like, oh, she started a podcast and now she thinks she's famous. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, not at all. And for me, when I started the podcast, it was like, there were so many things that went into it that I was spending way more of my time working on this than I ever did at TikTok. I mean, yeah, I worked a nine to five, but realistically I was probably working the hours between like 1130 to maybe two. Mm-hmm. And I was hardly working because I had a steady income. I had, a, a, you know, an expected paycheck. I had a boss who was telling me what to do. And then when I quit my job, I took on a lot more responsibilities. Like I had nobody to tell me what to do to keep myself in line. And that in itself was like a huge job. So it it is really frustrating when there's these job postings for like a podcast producer or a social media manager or an event coordinator. And if I were to accept that job at any other company, say I were to work for Barstool, and I were doing all of the same tasks that I do in my daily job, but I was doing it for another company. I, people would think that I was relatable mm-hmm. or like, I don't even think it's that they think I'm relatable. I think it's just the, the job itself is relatable. Yeah, totally. And so that's something I've had to think about a lot is like, okay, <laughs> those people who think that aren't the people that I want to attract because I don't want people to be, I don't want people to only resonate with my career. Like Mm -hmm. I want people to resonate with my personality and my values and my outlook on life. And so I've started to get a little bit less upset about it, but it is something I've struggled with for sure. Cause it's always hard for people to say things like that when it's one of your own insecurities and it's people that are just kind of like confirming something that you already believe about yourself. It's such a thing like being relatable because you have a nine to five job, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's really tricky nowadays, but there's so much more to us than our jobs. And I think it's just like the future of work. Don't you think like the Mm -hmm. corporate nine to five, I feel like will like fade out slowly. I don't think anybody should work it. I think you should Mm -hmm. be able to work whenever you want. Like, yeah, for me, especially being in a creative field, there are days that like, I am not creative at all between the hours of like nine to three P to 3 PM. And it'll be like 2 AM one night where I'm like, Oh my God, I just had like an awesome idea. And then I start working on something for a few hours. And it's like, you're restricting people to their productivity if you're giving them like a set schedule. I don't know. I think a lot with the working from home situation, um, there's been a lot of companies who have kind of uh, understood that you can Mm -hmm. be productive in different hours and in different work setting. So I do think that in the future, like a nine to five corporate office setting won't be as much of a thing. Yeah. 
I think so too. Like, I feel like the generation after us, like, won't be in a cubicle eight hours a day. Like, I don't <laughs> Hopefully know. Hopefully not. Yeah. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody. It's like, <laughs> I know. Why sit at your desk until 5 p.m. if you finish all of your tasks for the day at 1 p.m.? Like, that's just something I don't agree with. And that's why when I was working from home, I'm like, okay, I'm done at one o'clock. I'm going to take my phone. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to the store. And I just have my phone on me, like on call. Mm -hmm. And, but I do also see that like, I can work whatever hours I want. I could go to home goods at 11 AM on a Tuesday. And that's not something that a lot of people can do. And I understand that. I know that that's like not necessarily a relatable lifestyle, but I think it upsets me when when people just think that like I sit around all day and I don't do a single thing because even just answering DMs and even just engaging with people and answering emails, that itself is like very, very time consuming and very like mentally draining. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. I think the position you're in too of having all these opinions, like (laughs) 400,000 literally opinions (laughs) every day. Do you have any advice for dealing with that? Like how to just kind of stop caring so much about what people think? Because I know it's like so, so tricky. Yeah. I mean, I would be lying if I said that people's comments like don't upset me and Mm -hmm. don't affect me, even if I reply to it with a snarky comment back or something sarcastic or witty, even if I play it off, like at the end of the day, those things do still upset me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is something that kind of sticks with me, but I try to remind myself like something must have hurt them or they must have gone through something that was traumatic enough for them to take 10 seconds out of their day to try and put another person down that they think that they know through a 60 second video on the internet. Mm -hmm. And like, I just don't ever want to be that type of person to put that type of energy out there because I do believe in karma so much. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that there's any point in coming back at somebody. If they think I'm ugly, there's no point for me to say, well, you have a big nose. There's no (laughs) point in me to do that. There's, there's more value in me to acknowledge it and to call out people for those actions so that they know that it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like just because your face isn't attached to your anonymous account doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you should still make those comments. Mm -hmm. Like, is that making you feel better? What is that doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to think about that, but yeah, obviously it definitely does get to you. There's some days that are like really hard. I just don't want to look at my phone. And then there's Mm -hmm. other days that like, I will call it out. And then there's like a lot of support. So you know how they made you feel with their comments. So why would you turn around and make them feel the same way that they just made you? Yeah. And I I like what you're saying too, because it's the energy you give something, like you're just fueling it more. And Mm -hmm. so if you, you know, feel positivity into any situation, like regardless if it's a comment or something, like if someone is in your personal life too, like being negative, if you just Mm -hmm. keep reacting to that person with more negativity, like it's not going to go away Mm -hmm. with your situation. Like I really see you as someone who is, has taken like a lot of risks and has really been confident and audacious and really done what you wanted and listened to yourself. How do you think that can apply like to people who do work a nine to five or maybe aren't in a situation like what kind of do you have any like words of encouragement or like something you can say to people to really like listen to what they want to do yeah well first of all thank you for that that's really sweet of you whatever job you work like doesn't define what you can do with your life and I realized that luckily by surrounding myself with good people who like push that out of me And I wear a necklace. This is like literally always my words of advice to anyone is just anything that you want to do in your life, make it happen and like work hard to do that. 
And if that means working outside of your nine to five to work on your passion that you want to do full-time, then you need to do that. Like you need to put in the work in order to be able to do what you want to, and you have to make it happen for yourself. Because the longer you sit around waiting for somebody to tell you how to do it or waiting for the right connection on LinkedIn to get you the job, the more that you put pressure on other people for the things to come to you, the more time you're wasting of your life because it's never going to happen. Like you have Mm -hmm. to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be my advice is if there is something that you want to do, stop making excuses and like figure out why you are making those excuses, whether it's self-doubt or like lack of money or you know, like lack of support of people around you. I think that there's, it's a lot easier to make excuses than it is to come up with reasons for why you should do something, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing I've really struggled with, and I feel like our generation is like this a lot, like I'm not pro hustle culture anyway, like for sure, mental health should always be hundred percent your priority, Mm -hmm. like take breaks, all that stuff. But I find it so hard to find the balance, like you said, between like working really hard and like just going for something or like listening to your body and taking a break. Like, how do you kind of navigate that? It's really important to not feel guilty about days that you're off. Like honestly, today I woke up and I I had a podcast that came out. I had a bunch of like social things that I needed to design online and it was really gloomy outside. I'm tired. I went to a workout class yesterday and I'm like super sore. And I was supposed to do a recording right before this one. And I knew I had this recording and I was literally just listening to myself. I'm like, I'm not going to be the best person I possibly can. If I'm pushing myself past a point of exhaustion, mm-hmm. like what's the point of working when you're not your truest self, because you're not going to be efficient. Like you're not going to be proud of what you're creating if you're not your best self. So there are a lot of days that I just like take the day off and focus on doing something that like makes me feel better. It makes me feel more energized. And I did this. I do this now. I do this when I was working nine to five, I would take a sick day or Mm -hmm. I would like just get everything done in the morning that I could. And then the afternoon I would sleep or I would sleep in between calls, whatever I could, like any time that I could get to myself, I would take. And I think it's perfectly okay to take PTO days when you're just feeling off. You don't have to be traveling when you take a PTO day. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be in Cabo or in Paris in order to take a PTO day. You could be in your bed. And sometimes you just need those days to fully reset. Comparison plays such a bigger role in our lives than we realize. Like we almost don't want to take breaks because we're looking at other people who are like seem to be working so hard and like doing all these things. So it makes you you not want to take a break, which I feel like is just a result of social media. But like you said, like you can take a PTO day and like sit in your bed and watch TikTok. <laughs> like that's yeah, self-care. Absolutely. And I think that if you are comparing yourself to those people who are like working so hard, also think in the back of your mind, like they're probably thinking the exact same thing about your, yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be like, quote unquote, on their level, you're never going to get there unless you take the days to yourself so that you can be like your best self and work hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that one day of full productivity is better than five days of like partial productivity. Yeah. How has like comparison played a role in your, you know, life, both on social media, like, and just your personal postgrad life? Personal postgrad life. I mean, I see a lot of people from my hometown that I graduated college with who are married, they're having kids. And I'm like, I'm 24, I'm going to be 25 this year. And when I was growing up, I just always thought I was going to be married when I'm 25, I'm going to have kids when I'm 26, 27. And then you think like, oh, that's not in my cards. Like that's not happening for me. So you do still have those comparisons, even though I know that there are people in my hometown that probably think like, oh, I wish I was like Jenna and I could get out of here and I could start a new job. And I think like that type of comparison 
you're never going to be happy with your life if if you are defining your success based on other people's. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something important. But another thing with like professional wise or on social media, I mean, I think oftentimes people look at a number of followers and they associate that with success. But honestly, I think that I've created a much more engaging and like close knit, meaningful community with 200,000 followers, 100,000 followers. It doesn't really matter versus somebody with like 5 million. And I'm really, really proud of that. So I try not to like compare numbers or anything rather than just like the impact that I know I can make on people's lives instead. But yeah, I mean, also too, you compare yourself in the professional field of like, I saw people that got hired at the same time as me, we were in the same role and they got a promotion and I didn't. And like, it's really hard to not compare yourself to that and think, oh my God, that's so annoying. Why didn't I get that? But then you have to find the reason in or inside, which was, well, I really didn't work that hard. <laughs> like that's why I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It's no one else's like fault. It's other than my own. So yeah, I mean, comparison is just inevitable in, in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be better, you literally have to find it within. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I love that quote. I, I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's like someone else's success has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's such a hard pill to swallow, but it it's so true, especially like you say, like when you're literally doing the exact same thing as somebody else and they're clearly doing a little bit better, but yes. still it's like as much as you can, like compare you to you, like your past version of you, how far you've come and like just focus inward, but it's tough. It's, it's really tough. Yeah, absolutely. I also think too, it's really easy when you have friends close to you and you, you continuously see them Mm -hmm. like succeeding. It's really easy for that to start as like somebody that you look up to and you're like inspired by for that energy to kind of turn into competitiveness Mm -hmm. where you then are getting annoyed by this person, by all of their successes. And then I think you have to take a step down and realize like, a win for them is a win for you because if you truly are friends, that person is pushing you to be better yourself. And it's not, it's not something to be competitive or toxic about. Like their successes is something that should inspire you to work harder for yourself, mm-hmm. not for them. So yeah. And it shows that it's possible. I mean, if someone's doing what you want to do, yeah, of course. Like I I think everyone can relate to like wanting those things, but it shows that mm-hmm. someone just like you can do it, which is as hard as it is, like inspiring. And I think it's tricky, but I don't know. I think just being in our twenties and post-grad, it's like, it's just, we're going to feel comparison and be hard on ourselves. And it's just one of those things that's like Mm -hmm. practice, I guess. And I don't think that it ever ends either. Like post-grad, everybody's like, oh, post-grad, like comparisons, you're in your twenties, everybody's in this different stage. I'm like, no, think about parents. People like parents are consistently Mm. comparing themselves to other parents. Like, oh, this, these parents are better friends with their kids than I am, or they're more involved in like school than I am. They are like PTO moms and I work more hours. So I can't be as involved. Like, I'm sure that no matter how old we get, there's always going to be something that you can compare. And I don't think it ever ends in your like post-grads or in your twenties. And I think it's just something you had to get comfortable with and yeah. kind of acknowledge and not just keep putting it off. That's like mm-hmm. such a good point. Never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think like one thing that helps with comparison and all this stuff too is like cheesy as it sounds is like finding contentment and gratitude with what you have because mm-hmm. comparison really just stems from wanting something you don't have and wanting more of what you have. Yeah. And I think those pieces of gratitude too can be like the simplest things too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually, I think it's called the daily journal. 
where every day you wake up and you write down three goals, you write down like one of your struggles or challenges of the day. And then at the end of the day, you write down three pieces of gratitude and like something you learned from that day. And I'm not the type of person to journal. (laughs) I have to be honest. I really want to be that person. I'm just like not. So maybe 2022 is my year, but I did do it for like a couple of weeks last year. And it truly did help to just like sit down and reflect on the day as cheesy as that sounds. Mm -hmm. But it honestly was really nice to just kind of like be in the moment. And like you said, grateful for what you have because you're always gonna be wanting more. And then once you get it, you're just gonna want more than that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the five minute journal and it's like so uh, aesthetic. (laughs) I always see people. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's good. It's really grounding too. Cause it makes you think of today, like, you know, Tuesday, Jan 11th, like this is what I'm doing today. And so rather than always thinking of the future, because I think that's, I think my time feels like it's going by so fast sometimes too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think fun on weekdays kind of like really aligns with that too, because you can find a moment in every single day. That's like, fun that's like that you can enjoy that's a little bit different from the day before and I just really love that message (laughs) yeah I love it so much and I guess to wrap up like do you mind just like taking a second and telling us about fun and weekdays and like where people can join and what's going on with it because I feel like so much is going on with fun and weekdays right now yeah sure so going into the new year I'm really excited I'm gonna be working with Macy's this year um so I have a Macy's landing page and I Right now, I just put all of like a lot of my favorite like beauty products on it and some like winter staples. It's macy's.com forward slash FOW. And then the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, And then I also have socials for both too. So I'm on TikTok, which is just fun on weekdays. And then I'm also on Instagram, fun on weekdays podcast on there. The Instagram has been kind of popping off lately. I don't know if you're taking a look at the graphics, but I'm like really proud of it. (laughs) It looks really it looks cute. looks really good. Do you, you do that all yourself too, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, like so aesthetic. It's good. Thank you. It took a little bit of time. I'm like, this was really ugly and like really <laughs> un- unorganized before. Now it looks like a brand. It looks good. Yeah. Um, and then also another really fun thing is I started a Facebook group um, and it's been really, really awesome. There's people from all over the world that are in it. And there's people from every city who have created group me's. Uh, if you're looking for roommates, you're looking for people who are in your same industry. Like it's honestly just a really, really great way to connect with a lot of people. And that's just on Facebook. It's like fun on weekdays podcast group, I believe. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My personals are just all Jenna Palak. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. This is so fun. I, I can't wait for everyone <laughs> to hear it. Um, of course. Um, yeah, thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.